Good morning, Somos Community Church. My name is Aaron. This is my beautiful wife, Katie, and we just wanted to open the service and wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. I was thinking about it as we were driving over here, um, not just the people in this room or under the sound of my voice, but um, for anybody that's ever raised anybody else's kids, thank you. Happy Mother's Day. For those of you that have invested in the youth of this community, thank you and happy Mother's Day. And then if you've ever come uh, alongside a younger family and helped that mom be a better mom, thank you and happy Mother's Day. I'm gonna turn it over to my wife. Well, good morning. I have the pleasure of announcing a new ladies' Bible study um, that's starting this month for all ladies of the church. Um, we are going to do the new Bethmore Galatians study, and there's two different um, opportunities to join. So the first one is tomorrow, starting tomorrow night, Monday nights. Um, I forget if it's six or six thirty, but Cynthia and Nellum are leading it. What? Six o'clock. Okay. Um, so if you are interested in that, you can talk to Cynthia afterwards not at the church, it will be at Cynthia's house. Um, and then the second opportunity is starting May 20th, Thursdays from 9 to 10.30, and childcare will be provided for that one. Um, and we're asking a $20 donation for the supplies, and I just wanted to show you a little promo video about the study. I have never seen a day come that I thought called for more deep, focus on studying the scriptures. I have been enthralled for many, many months and I've asked myself over and over again, what took you so long to write a Bible study on this fascinating book? But you know what I think? I think God timed it for exactly this moment. In a day of such lack of focus, would you be willing to come on in the Word of God and study it diligently, study it hard, meditate over every single word, every single phrase, see concepts and phrases and sentences jump off that page and into your present reality as if they were written yesterday? We're not meant to be overwhelmed by this darkness. We're meant to be lights right in it. And I forgot one other thing. It's a seven-week study. So we'll end either uh, end of June for Cynthia or July 1st uh, for the Thursday study. And then just a couple of things. Uh, we're not passing the plate right now, but uh, if you'd like to give, uh, you can grab one of the uh, envelopes in the uh, pew in front of you and put it back in the box. And then also the yellow Connect card. My wife reminded me uh, last week, it's not just a way to connect, but it's also a way if you have a prayer request that you need uh, given to the church, we have prayer warriors here that want to pray for you, and uh, we love you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day, as it's uh, truly a gift to be given a mom who loves us and encourages us and equips us and strengthens us for life. Uh, we just want to honor the moms that have come before us, the moms now. Thank you so much for your good and perfect gifts. Lord, today as we, uh, as we start this service, we wanna just surrender this time. Holy Spirit, come and have your way in our hearts and our minds. Convict us where we need to be convicted. Encourage us where we need the encouragement. Lord, we surrender this time to you. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand with us as we uh, sing some songs of praise and glory to our Lord. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the beasts in my troubled sea. You are the beasts in my troubled sea. The silence you won't let go. In the question.
that's our prayer. Those are powerful words. Put to music, God. Our desire, our prayer is that we live a life that would be uh, exemplary of your love and forgiveness in our lives. And then we, by in turn, love and forgive others. And that's a tough task. You know that. We can only do that through the power of your spirit living in us. So we ask you, Lord, uh, to do that. Uh, this morning, Lord, we're just uh, looking forward to what our pastor has to teach us uh, from the book of Joshua. And we know that he's prepared some very special things. And we, uh, we're looking forward to hearing it and allowing your Holy Spirit and your word to change us and make us more like you. So uh, do that, Lord. We ask that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good, every, good morning, everyone. <laughs> uh, happy Mother's Day to all our mothers, yes, and all the ladies. Well, ladies, we appreciate you so much. If it wasn't for the ladies, life would be just black and white, wouldn't it? We would just be, well, we wouldn't be here, all right? <laughs> so you add spice and color to our life, so thank you for that, and uh, care and love. Uh, we have a special guest, a uh, whole roll of guests back there, but I might ask, uh, the third pastor of this church, Dennis Carlson, who is uh, from New Mexico, to come up here, and I want you to introduce, we, uh, we'll give you a hand, we... He has footprints and handprints all around this building and um, sacrifice. I know he did for the things that uh, helped the ministry to go forward. And, uh, you know, uh, Jeff uh, and his family and Sue and Karen, they are, they're all part of that uh, time. Uh, Jeff, how old were you when Dennis was the pastor? You was two? <laughs> Lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're still working on that, aren't we? <laughs> uh, so, Dennis. Is this mic on? Yes, that's, that's your mic. All right. So. Well, thank you, Gary. Uh, uh, I appreciate you being here. I, but By the way, I was asked to preach, but there's something you got to understand. When you get up my age, there's a lot of things happen to this thing up here that don't work with you, White. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I was preaching, and I, I gave an illustration and when I looked at my sermon, I had no idea where I was. Mm -hmm. I said, now I know I'm going to retire. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the things. But I just want to tell you, uh, my real impression of what mother was like, I'll give you an illustration, then I want you to, I want to, I want to have prayer. Now I want to have the ladies stand in just a moment. But I, we were going to church one morning, and uh, dad and my sisters and I got in the car, and mom came out later, and as she stepped off the steps, she fell. And so I jumped out of the car to help pick mom up, and her hands were folded like this. I said, Mom, why didn't you open your hands to break your fall? She says, I was bringing you all some candy. Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that tore me up. I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't understand that kind of love, yeah. but I got it from mom. Mm -hmm. So I want all of you mothers to stand. I, my prayer is very short, just like my sermon. Let's have all the ladies, all the ladies. All the ladies, yes, all stand, ladies. please. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank God for all of you. 
Mm -hmm. I know, thank you. My, my wife has been a mother for 65 years, so uh, I can tell you, I've watched a mother, my mother and I watched my wife be a mother, and it's quite a job, and God has been so gracious to all of us and mm -hmm. given you to us. Heavenly Father, thank you for what you've done for us. Yes. Thank you for allowing us to have our mothers, and, and many of them are with the Lord already, but the ones who are here, we thank you for them. Bless them in a very special way, and thank you for Brother uh, Gary here in this church and what it's meant to all of us. Continue to bless. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you much. Thank you, Dennis. God bless you, man. By the way, Dennis has his wife as well with him and also their son, Jerry, and his wife as well. And Jerry was going to help us out with the singing this morning, but they have just had um, a hard road uh, getting here and so they felt like they just wanted to coast and just be a sponge and rest and recuperate so we understand that that's what time away is for right to rest and to not only to re relax but to rest up so let's turn into our bibles this morning to the book of joshua chapter four so the fourth chapter of joshua which is the what is it, the sixth book in your Bible? So you start from the left, go to the right, six books, and you come to Joshua. Now, today's scripture is very appropriate for Mother's Day. Listen, parents and grandparents, if you want to impact your children spiritually, if you want them to love God like you love God, you need to get a hold of what's in Joshua chapter 4. It's very important for us to grab this as parents, as grandparents. Five times in this chapter... The word 12 stones, the phrase 12 stones is mentioned in Joshua 4. There are 24 verses here, and five times it mentions 12 stones, and at the same time, it mentions five times the word memorial. So we put those two together. We're going to talk about memorial stones. So what is so significant about mentioning memorial stones five different times in the book of Joshua? As you read throughout the scriptures, if you take note of this, whenever God repeats something, it's like a highlight. He wants you to understand something important, something to stick out, something that, that needs to be repeated so that we'll get it. So let's bring this up to speed before we get into this chapter to understand the context of here. Here's Joshua. What's happening here is that God had promised earlier came to Abraham, and it's always been God's intent from the garden as, as man was separated from God because of a fallen nature, because of sin. It's always been God's plan from Genesis to Revelation to bring us back together in a relationship like it was there in the garden. That's throughout the whole scriptures. And he came to Abraham, God did, and he, and he said, I, I want you to, um, I'm going to make uh, out of you a, a, a great nation, and, and from your seeds, from your descendants, it's going to be a great nation. It's going to be a people that will follow me, that will trust me. And he gave this promise to Abraham, but he also gave us this promise to his son Isaac, and then to his, his, his son Jacob, and to his 12 sons, Jacob's 12 sons as well. He gave the promise that I am going to make you a great nation. I'm going to give you a land, a land that I promise to give you where this nation will be. And then he gave that promise to Moses as well, that they would have a land, they would be dwelling there forever. 
And so now Moses dies in Deuteronomy, at the end of Deuteronomy, and a new leadership has been handed over to the nation of Israel by the men of Joshua, who was being mentored by Moses. So Joshua at this time, is he is, is as we come to the, he's about 85 at this time. I mean, he's about the age of uh, Pastor Dennis, you know? He, he, just, he just get going in his ministry. And uh, Joshua chapter 4 brings us to the place where they're getting ready to cross into the promised land. So Joshua is 85 years old. You remember he and Caleb are the only two old guys. As their generation has died off because of their unbelief, and a new generation came up, which means that this generation was about the ages of 40 or a little older or younger, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb. So Joshua and Caleb here, they're the old guys. They're the trendsetters. For the first time ever, these two men in their 80s were the ones who wore the T-shirts, old guys rule. (laughs) You wondered where that came from. This is where that came from. By the way, we had a great time yesterday at our men's breakfast time. Yes. We had the, we had the most um, men that ever showed up for uh, a breakfast. Thanks for Floyd and Johnny for, for uh, fixing that for us. And we, and we met with God. We had the good fellowship, but we met with God yesterday. And it was a great time. And then I was thinking this as well, that... We have a, mon- a Monday men's fellowship that we have a small group that we meet over here in a conference room. We had the most men attend that day for that study. I'm just proud of our men who are stepping up, who are growing, who, who are being Joshua and Caleb's. That God is doing something in their life and God wants to do something in all of our lives. And they are ones that are taking the lead to do this by faith. They are showing us the way. You know, and, and I, you know, we have, uh, just as mentioned earlier, that we have other small groups, two ladies groups that are coming up. You know, we have uh, Sunday uh, right before the services. Uh, right now, Wayne's teaching on the Holy Spirit, and, and, uh, and, and so we have that one. And then Monday, we have one, and Tuesday is a ladies uh, group uh, taught by Jane. And, and, uh, and so we've been doing stuff on Wednesday night, and, and then on Thursday, um, you know, there's a couple of small groups. And... We just about have a small group every day of the week, and we've never had that before in a church, and so that has been a new thing. There's been more small groups are developing, which I am excited about that, because that's where some real growth is going to happen in your spiritual walk with Jesus. Your relationship is with God and with others is going to go deeper because of your involvement in these small groups, and uh, I, I love what's happening there. If you want to know more about that, Sandy's going to be back at the information boot at, at the end of the service if you're interested in small groups, or put it on that connection card. So let's get back into the scriptures. Let's start reading in Joshua, and I want to go back to chapter 3. So I'm going to read quite a few verses here, but, but I'm going to give you the story here, then I'm going to make some comments on that. Then we're going to read the rest of the chapter, and we'll make some closing remarks. So as we think about this, that again, Joshua is leading to the promised land, and there's this barrier 
It seems impossible. It's a river that's flooded. And he uh, is, is trying to lead the nation of Israel. And as many times as when you take a step forward, that there is always, there's some step of faith. There's some faith uh, that you're going to have to exercise for you to continue to go forward. And perhaps you're in a situation right now that seems impossible to pass, impossible to get around, impossible to go through. Listen what happens to Joshua chapter 3, and we can read in verse 14. And so it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over Jordan, when the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped at the edge of the water, for the Jordan's overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. And that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zeratan. So the waters that went down into the Sea of Erba, which is the Salt Sea or the Dead Sea, failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. So Jericho is the biggest city that they're going to face. And they crossed there over in um, uh, to uh, uh, the area where Jericho is. We'll talk more about that as we get in this book. Then the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. Now remember that the Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. Presence of God. And in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm, and you shall carry them over you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. And Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, and according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? And you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark, the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were, were uh, cut off, and that these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded, and took up 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan, as the Lord had spoken to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, and carried them over with them to the place where they would lodge, and laid them down there, which happened to be a place called Gilgal famous place. It's kind of the headquarters as they would go out and conquer the land. So we read quite a few verses here. So let me give you some, a few comments about this. First of all, remember God told Joshua to go in and to conquer the land. Again, this is the promise to Israel by God. Joshua is going to be the leader who completes God's promise. God always, my friend, always, always makes his promises good. God can be trusted with his word. You may not be able to trust my word, but you can always trust God's word. God can be trusted. 
Remember also that Joshua is uh, the Hebrew word for, Je- for Jesus. Jesus was the one who came to, compl- to complete what God had promised right after man had sinned in the Garden of Eden. The Old Testament is filled with types and stories and shadows of things to come. The Old Testament is filled with promises that Jesus Christ would be the one who deliver us from the sin and the guilt of sin. And one day Jesus will return and we will experience a place he has built for us, a promised land. Remember when Jesus said in John chapter 14, he set the disciples down and told them, I'm going to, I'm going to go to prepare a place for you. And, and you're not going to come, and not know, but you're going to be there. And I'm, I promise you, there is a place that I am preparing for you. That was God's promise to them. And it's a promise to us. There's a promise. There is a promised land. There's a promise in eternity. If, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he is preparing you a place. It's already conquered. It's there. It's wonderful. What an awesome promise. Just as it was given to Joshua and in fulfillment was fulfilled, so it will be with us as well. And they are crossing the Jordan River. And there are two significant events that God tells Joshua to lead the people of Israel to do before they conquer Jericho. He says, stop, I want to take a moment. I want you to build a memorial. A memorial made out of stones, the 12 stones. And uh, he said also in chapter 5, which we'll get to this next week, I want you to be circumcised. The men had been circumcised. And so he said, I want you to do that. And so these were events that he had them to stop and take a moment. And this was also a means for their strength, uh, their faith to be strengthened. And when God asks us to take a step of faith, listen, he always gives what we need to take that step. By faith. He always provides. He always equips us. He always encourages. He gives us always what we need to go forward with him. There's not something that he's going to withheld that you, that you don't need. You know, well, obviously you say, well, I, I would like to, I'm at the Jordan River and it's completely flooded and I don't know how to get on the other side. I'd like for him to just show how he's going to do that before I get into the river. It doesn't work that way, my friend. Or else it wouldn't be faith. So faith is when something we haven't seen, we don't know how it's going to work, but we do know God knows, and he will. You know, when we're going through this, and we've talked a lot about faith recently, it doesn't take great faith to follow God. It just takes faith to follow a great God. It just takes Faith to follow. There is a great God that is leading you if you'll trust him. So Joshua goes on in verse 9. I want to read, go ahead back to read verse 9, read on the ESV. It says, Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan of the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. I believe God knows exactly where all 12 are right now. <laughs> now the priests who carried the Ark, now remember that's the presence of God. And the the thought is that they are in the middle of this river. The Ark of the Covenant is there. They're going through this, and God is with them. And God will always be with you as you go through the things that you have to go through, those impossible things. As you go through those things, God will be with you. 
So there they are, the priests who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded, Joshua, was done by the people. And just as Moses had directed Joshua, the people hurried over, (laughs) hurried over. I could imagine. You see this, or hear about this water being stopped, and you just saw this, this, uh, this river that was swollen because of the flood, and it stopped. I could just imagine there were some people running across, looking, you know, hey, is this going to happen? Or am, am I going to be able to make it across? So they hurried across. And as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. And the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half a tribe of Manasseh crossed over, ready for battle in front of the Israelites as Moses had directed them. And it's just a reference to back in chapter 1 when, when the, 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 these tribes that were just mentioned, uh, Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they said that they were going to stay on the other side of, and camp and dwell on that, on that place. And Moses said, okay, fine, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your warriors and I want you to send your warriors with us as we go and cross the river into the Jordan River. And so they followed the Bible says in verse 13, about 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. Verse 14, and that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they stood in awe of Moses. And please don't understand that they were not elevating this man. They were elevating what God was doing through that man. Joshua put his shoes on and tied his laces and the same as any other man. But it was God that was working in him and through him, and God set him up as to be the leader of their lives. Listen, a spiritual mentor, when God brings somebody in our life to lead us, to influence us, there will be an awe that you will say, I want to be like that man. I want to follow that man. And it's not because that man is of, of, you know, anything special. It's just because God is working in him and through them, and it will be very evident. That's the type of person that you want to get close to. That's the type of person that you want to follow. When you see the Spirit of God is upon him, and you see that God working in, and there are fruits that are manifested in his life, that's the person that you want to get close to and follow. Because as Paul said, as, as I follow God, you follow me. And so they were in awe. God was setting them up as the spiritual leader to give their um, allegiance to Joshua as they did with Moses. So let's go to verse 15. And the Lord said to Joshua, command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant law to come up out of Jordan. And so Joshua commanded the priests, come up out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of Jordan, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And no sooner had they set their feet on the dry ground than the waters of the Lord, Jordan, returned to the place and ran at flood stage as before. So you have two miracles here. First of the miracle is that as the flood, the waters went, went and, and held back and they went across, you know, on, on dry ground. And, and, so they, and then the moment they put their foot on the ground, the waters came back down. So I'm telling you, this wasn't just some earthquake. This wasn't just something that you could explain away. This was God working in this situation. The moment they put their feet on dry ground, the waters came back through. That's just like God does. 
Now, verse 19, on the 10th day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. Can't wait to talk about Jericho. Jericho is just a cool spot in the place where God does some amazing things there. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful so that you might always fear the Lord your God. What an amazing story. Anybody who says that the Bible is boring hasn't read the Bible. Anybody that says following God is outdated or, you know, not fun, and it's an adventure to follow God. It is an adventure when you put your faith in God and amazed what God will do in your life. Now, these are memory stones. You know, Dennis, talk about memory. We need help with memory, don't we, Dennis? Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> they remind us, these memory stones remind us that we need to be reminded. <laughs> I can't help but think, when I talk about this, I'm thinking of the memory foam commercial. <laughs> it, rem- it, uh, it reminds us that, that, that they, re- they are there to remind us. Why do we need to be reminded? Because we forget, don't we? We let life happen. We let time pass, and we forget how God worked in the past. That's so wrong for us to do that. That God has always been faithful to help us in the obstacles and the situations in the past. He's here for us, and he will be there for us. He was here for us at that time, and he will be here there for us at that time or that um, future. All right. So, we need to be reminded of this, the things. And so, God said, Joshua, I want you to take those 12 stones. You stack them up, and they're going to be a cause to, to remember. If you're to go in my office, in my office, I got these little knickknacks, you know, just different obs, random things. But most of them mean something to me. They mean some moment in my life where God worked. And they remind me, you know, they're random, but they remind me of some special time, some special moment where God, because I need to be reminded about that often. I need to remember that. I need to remember that we can trust God for greater, greater works in the future because we have seen and experienced his past faithfulness. Don't ever forget how God has worked for you. Don't ever forget how he saved you. Don't ever forget how you, you came to your, your baptism and what a wonderful... Don't forget how God worked in your life and, and, and caused you to, to, to grow in Christ. Don't ever forget that. That we lose our, our first love. So, first thing I want you to note in your, in your notes, a memory stones is a reminder that this is all about God. 
It's about God. It's obvious, you know, they couldn't have done it. They couldn't have manufactured this. It wasn't about what they were doing. It was about what God is doing. And the same thing is in your life as well. When you come to an impossible, it is not about you and it's not about others. It's about what God is doing in your life. Seeing that rock pile and hearing the stories, the people of Israel would know clearly that they had not crossed the Jordan on their own. These stones cried out, God did this. By his hands, we have forded this river. By his power and faithfulness, we have accomplished this by God and only through God. My uh, daughter posted uh, one of my granddaughters, who is four years old. She said this, and she held up this rock to her mother this week and said this. said, Mom... Do you see this rock? She said to her mom, you don't need it. You only need God. (laughs) I pray that I always have that kind of faith. All I need is God. I I can look at myself and see all the shortcomings and all the weakness and all the things that I may be afraid of, but I said, I don't need what I have. I just need God. And those stones remind us that all we need is God. It is all about God. God is the one who provided this. God is the one who who gave us salvation. God is the one who who gave them deliverance there in the... the, uh, going through the Jordan River and into the promised land. Listen, mom, to be a great man, mom, all you need is God. You may feel like you're inadequate. You may feel overburdened, overwhelmed, and all those things, and we do get this. And, and being a mom, I've never been a mom, but I can imagine it is a tough road to, to be a good mom, to, to walk down those roads and to do those things like Dennis was talking about his mother. But all you need is God. Listen, if God is in your life, he is all that, that you need to be a great mom, to, to encourage you, to equip you, to provide for you, to strengthen you, to give you the love that goes beyond natural love. God is all that is good, and all that you need is God. So there's another thought about the memory stones, a reminder of what faith in God will do, a reminder of what faith in God will do. It was Joshua's faith as a young man who went in the promised land 40 years ago. And said, and it said with Caleb, he says this, we can conquer this land with God's help. He said that 40 years ago. And still today, he has not left that faith. That faith has not weakened. And now 40 years have passed, and Joshua's faith is as strong as ever. By our faith in God, we can conquer the land. Now listen, some of us have grown older in the faith. As your body become, may become weaker, and you may have less of what you had once before, never, never let your faith become less than it was. Listen, you get in your twilight years, you have the faith and the passion like Joshua. Don't let age creep in and steal your joy or your faith in God. Our faith should increase. And I pray that as the older as I get, that my faith in God will become stronger as I get older. I pray as my body goes down, that my faith goes up. 
and trusting God. The memory stones were there for their children and grandchildren when they would ask, what about these stones, Papa? What about these stones, Mom? What about these stones, Dad? And here's the sweet spot of the message. If you want your children to follow your God, you better have a stack of stones in your life that you can point to. Doesn't mean that they will always follow God like you want them to follow God. But without those stack of stones, it's going to be hard and difficult for them to trust a God that your faith is really not into God. That your faith is not alive and active faith. Your children need to see and hear about your faith experiences in God. That your faith is not a dead faith, that is a live faith that preaches you that you can trust God with anything. That they may hear these stories about how God delivered you when you had nowhere to go and God came through. We need those stories. We must have those stories, those God moments where they see God showing up in their lives. Listen, young parents, one of the best things you can do is just have an active walk of faith and trusting God in your life. Where we are at a hard spot, and unless God shows up, we would fail. But we knew God was leading us to do that. As parents, your, your faith is better caught than taught. Our actions... My actions, your actions, your lifestyle speak louder than your words. There have been several moments in our lives that Cindy and I can share with my kids how God did amazing things. And I'm not elevating ourselves, but I am elevating how God works with, with weak-minded, um, shallow uh, people like myself. One of the stories that impacted my children's life is how I get to tell what God is doing in this church. Because they know that when we came here, it was if we were going to go forward, it had to be God showing up, and God has showed up. And it's been a testimony to my children because I left my children. I left my grandchildren because I believe that God was calling us here. And that's not, that's not easy to do. But I know that this is where God wants us, and God has done amazing things. And it helps them to understand that God is using their mom and dad to impact people's life. And one of the greatest testimonies that have been, have been several testimonies, is, is when Tyson, who, who became a believer, and God has changed his life. He is like this big stone that I can say, God did that. Not that Tyson stoned. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> Remember one time of growing up, growing up, or when we were, we were adults, we had kids, so I guess we we're somewhat grown up. We rented a dump, a literal dump. I mean, we had to, it was so bad, we had to, the first thing to do in this rental house, tear out the carpet. The owner wouldn't do that. The bathroom was so small that literally, you couldn't have two people in the bathroom and shut the door. To shut the door, you had to, somebody had to go out of the bathroom. It was so small. I just saying it was just this broken down. The, the rafters, 
the, the trusses were, were Joe, they, they were two by fours, and then they had, they didn't go all the way to the top, that they had uh, spliced them together and they were held together by nails. And so the, the, the roof was sagging like that. It was just, but we knew, because we had prayed, God, wherever you're going to move us, we want you to, to show up. We want you to, to use us. We want to be where, God, you want us to be. And we prayed that, and our kids knew that. So kids, we know that this, they got right in and helped us, you know, work, um, sometimes voluntary. <laughs> but God used us in that little spot. The neighbor across the street, two, two or three kids, got, we got to bring them to church and became a believer, got to lead their dad to the Lord. The neighbor to the left, old man, Native American, got to lead Joe to the Lord. Got to minister to the person on the right, worked for Boeing, amazing story, backstory with all that. Then a guy across the street on the side, Charlie, got to show him the plan of salvation, make his salvation sure. God took that house, that old dump of a house, and he gave us two houses. Just gave them to us because we lived right in that neighborhood, in that spot. We need those stones to show that God is alive and he can be trusted with your life. We need to be demonstrating our faith in front of our children and grandchildren and those who live around us. Your faith is better caught than taught. Let me give you one more real story, a recent story. So April 12th, this year, I turned 60 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's hard, Wayne, it's hard to believe that I look 60, right? I, I, know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> So my kids, and my wife turns 60 as well. She's a little bit older than I. She's, her birthday was a month before me. I see she's watching, so I know. <laughs> so my kids flew us up to uh, Oregon to be with my youngest daughter, and then my other two kids and their family joined us. And so they bought our tickets. We want to come up, celebrate birthdays. So, okay, it's our 60th, okay. So we get up there, and we, first day we, we landed Monday morning, and, and later that afternoon, um, the kids said, Poppy, we want to play hide-and-seek. So, okay, Poppy's going to play hide-and-seek. So, so they said, you count, uh, 100 or whatever, and so they went out and they hid. So I walked out, the, out, and they weren't in the house. They were outside, so I walked out. My wife was with me, and so we were looking and calling for them and trying to find where they are. We, we had uh, uh, four grandkids that were hiding. And then I noticed the parents were hiding as well, so that was uh, weird. That was strange. They weren't around. But we kept that, and I walked by this shop of my son-in-law's shop, and I hear the noise inside, and my wife says, well, I think they're in there. So I go over there, and there's a door, and I peep open, and I looked at this door, and, and, and I looked in there, and I was going to scare them, you know. I was going to see where they were at. 
And I see this old truck in there. I said, wow, Justin's got this old Ford truck. That's pretty cool. And I open a little lighter, and my kids are standing in the back of my truck and says, happy birthday, Poppy. They gave me an old Ford truck for my birthday. It's a 1968 Ford truck, and uh, it's pretty good condition. And so they're going to be trailing it down, I think, this week. Uh, so I will have an, uh, an old truck. I always wanted an old truck, and I've had several of them. I think I've had four or five of them. And I thought, it'd be cool to have I just And they just went and bought me this old Ford truck. So the cool part about this, and the best part of this story, is not the truck. It's what God did with this. And this is, a, this is another stack of stones in their life and, and to our grandkids' life as well. It's because that truck, and as uh, uh, going back in, in uh, around Christmas time, they were, they were searching and, and, and the internet and going and finding and looking at different trucks. And I read this thread of all the times that they were talking about different trucks. And, they, and, and the whole time, several times they said, you know, we'll know when God gives it to us. And this is what my kids were saying. We'll know what God gives us, and it'll be very evident to us that this is the truck. And so they were praying about this, and, and so they're all praying about the, you know, getting the truck for Poppy. And, and so they did that, and, and so then Justin finds his truck, and it's his truck over in Bend, Oregon. So he takes a ride over to Bend, Oregon, and, and an old guy that is 90, uh, 97 years old had this truck. And as you notice on the truck, it has California tag in Ben Oregon. Well, I think that was kind of cool. It's titled to this guy. And the story behind it is that this guy, two years ago, his friend came up from Kaneo Valley, I think it was. Um, and I may have said the wrong place, but anyway, somewhere uh, not too far from here, drove it up to see his friend in Bend, Oregon, and when he gets up there, he gets sick and he dies. But before he dies, he passes, you know, the title over to his friend. And so there, so I thought that was cool. You remember, they were praying, God will show us the right one. It'll be very evident that this is what God wants. So I was cool, that was a cool story. So later that day, I took the manual, the, the original, manual from it, and I started reading it, and so this was the one owner, guy gave his name, gave us where he bought it from, that Ford dealership local, and then I said, oh no, this guy bought this truck, guess what day, April 12th, 1968, that's my birthday. Here's what I'm saying, God does things like in, the, in our life, to not only encourage us, but to help us to trust him in things that are happening in our life. Now, it's an old truck, and it's a, it may, you may think that's kind of stupid, but the best thing about it is, is that my, I saw my kids experience God and their faith in God, and God came through uh, uh, with their prayer requests. If you want our children to follow God, we must have memorial stones that give evidence that God can be trusted.
can you see this? One day, family going, taking a trip to Gilgal, and they come across this little stones. Mom, Dad, Poppy, Nana, what are these stones? Look at these stones. And then, twinkle in their eye, smile. Well, children, let me tell you how God worked in our life. And they'd tell those stories to their children, and those children would tell those stories to the grandchildren, to the great-grandchildren. And still today, we tell the story of Joshua chapter 4. Listen, you better have memorial stones in your life at points that you believe that God can do anything and trust him. That if you have this river... And, and, you know, the key to all this is to know that God is leading you. Know that God is leading you. And certainly he was leading them to a, an impossible situation, and God came through. Also, we find a couple of other things I'll briefly just state, and we'll talk more about this later on, including next week, that the mo uh, memorial stones, a reminder to God's purpose to save the world. It says in the last part of verse 24, God did this so all the nations of the earth might know the power of God. Do you, do you realize that if you're here without Jesus Christ, that this story is meant for you to trust God that is so powerful that he can cause this water to divide and cause a two million people to, drive, to, to walk across dry land. He has given us that story so that you would put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Still today, this story speaks a great message that we can trust God. It's also a reminder that we must trust in God and change to go with God. The stones of the Jordan River marked the movements of God among his people. They testified of the willingness of a people to leave what they had known in order and known in order to go with God. To challenge, to face challenges of their faith, to step in the water, to believe in what they could not see. Hear me. Between the realization of this dream God has planted in our hearts and where we are now, there stand some dawning boundaries. We cannot see how God would do it, but we believe he is faithful. It's time to venture with God into his future for us. Would you bow your heads in prayer? Look to the memory stones in these days ahead and hear the message they preach. It's all about God. It's about his glory. It's about his heart, his purpose to save this world for which we exist and part of that plan to bring others to Jesus Christ. It's about the challenge to change so that God can manifest his glory more fully through us. Heavenly Father, what an amazing story you have given us. You know that we would need such a story to be told so we could go through with what is standing before us. God, we will trust you to help us to go through what seems to be impossible. We know that you love us and you will provide for what we need. You are a faithful, faithful God. 
And as we place our faith in you, you will not let us down. In the name of the most precious cornerstone, Jesus Christ, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing a verse of uh, an old hymn called Just As I Am. Wherever guys may, wherever you are, God will meet you with if you're willing to come. And we're going to have some people that are back there in the prayer stations if you'd like to join them, and they will be willing to pray with you. And so when we sing this song, I want you, if you need prayer, if, if, here, if you wrestle with your, your faith in God, whether you, you even know him, man, please go back there and talk to one of these guys. All right? Let's sing. If you would like to pray with one of these guys, please make yourself take that step. Take what's bothering you, what you're struggling with, and let's go to God in prayer and see how He will work. to be at a river and God's going to take you through it. Just trust him with that. If we can be a help to you anyway, please let us know. There's connection cards. Uh, I'll make myself available in the back there as well. There's some other people back there who pray with you if we can help you in any way. We want to sing one more closing song and, and I, I thank God for Dennis and what he means to this church and he prays for us. He's blessing and Jerry and his wife. They're all great people that love the Lord and we're so glad that they're with us today. Make sure you get around and greet them and tell them thank you. Because we are being, we are building on what they have built and by their faith and their sacrifice. So praise God. Let's sing this song. Oh Lord my God when I in awesome wonder consider See you. 